0: is nothing wrong with your television set we are controlling transmission for the next hour sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear you are about to participate in a great adventure you are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind in living color on
1: WTDR.
0: Think, say what I think, say what I think. I'm a complete individual I'm see individuals. I'm against communism, capitalism, 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 fascism, Nazism. Fascism, I'm against everything and everything. I've often wondered what it would be like to be happy 24 hours, 24 hours a day. 24 hours a
2: day. 24
1: hours a day. 24 hours a day.
2: How do you like that? The fault, dear Buddhist, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. Correct,
0: correct, correct. Good luck. We care about your world.
1: Stay tuned. Good morning everybody and welcome to the magical mystery tour. My guest this morning is Jason Nymark who Have you have you finished your training yet?
0: Uh almost. Um, uh thanks Tony. I'm uh I'm putting together a new show. Uh-huh. It's called In Dog We Trust. <laughs> it's a show um um, all about dogs. Um, it's a, an awareness show, uh, where we're going to, uh, discuss a, a wide variety of, of topics regarding dogs and, and pets and, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll do some, uh, uh advice giving dog training tips, um, um, some, uh, some, uh, awareness and events, um, like to talk a lot about, um, what's happening out there in, uh, in the, in the in the animal shelters, um, how to get involved, things like that. Also, uh, we we are looking forward to uh, you know uh, a lot of a lot of people calling in, giving them uh, giving us their their take and and um, some incredible pet stories. Love great stories. Um, there's you know everyone everyone has one or or more than one, and um, so we're really looking forward to uh, you know basically an, an interactive show. Um, a fun show and um, informative
1: so this will kind of be like the radio version of all those like cat videos that are on y- YouTube you and... get a
0: lot of them these days <laughs> my Facebook is loaded with uh, with uh, either Bernie stuff or
1: right or right those <laughs> or, are the, those are the two hot commodities <laughs> right, online <laughs>
0: right I feel like once you once you click on a couple they find you mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm constantly going through these these great um, these great uh, clips of of uh, of dogs and cats and, and, um, you know, and a lot of really great ones. And we'll, we'll bring, we'll bring those to light as well.
1: So you haven't finished your training yet.
0: Uh, next week I'm going to do, um, a, a condensed version of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of the training. Ah. We're going to, we're going to get going. And, um, so it's like
1: a sample version, a yeah. test run, yeah, a
0: test run, oh, a test cool. run. Yeah. And, um, and if, um, and if all goes well, Possibly the next week after that, we'll have a one-hour slot. Uh, right now, scheduled for Thursday mornings. What uh, time? Uh, seven between seven and eight. Uh huh. Um, and um, and hopefully, we can get some call-ins. Then um, we'll do some uh, promotions and um, and get the word out.
1: So, how did you get involved? in in the world of pets and and all of this stuff
0: yeah well that's uh it's it's still vivid i still have the memories really uh well (laughs) basically we usually do (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for the important things um going back to when i was in college um we were having a lot of fun in college and and some of us were picking things to do uh when we get out of school or picking majors or uh getting serious with their life and and i was not there yet but i figured i should kind of think about my life and what i want to do and um and it was it was not easy because uh at the time i remember being um really close to nature i wanted to do something natural something outdoors maybe um and um there wasn't there wasn't anything burning inside of me uh, but i Kind of had this curiosity and this love for animals um, that I didn't think were you know at the time that that was going to um, you know uh, create a uh, a career um, and and then I and then I started to think more about it and 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 the dog part was was not so much on the forefront. Uh, Growing up with a lot of dogs, growing up, um, you know, and really having a good relationship with our family pets. uh, I was thinking more, uh, more exotic, right? You're, 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 you know, the 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 world is your oyster. You can do anything you want. So I'm thinking about exotic animals, and um, and I had this um, grew up on the. uh, uh grew up next to the the ocean near the ocean where in long island on long island mm-hmm. in long island or on long island <laughs> um but we were literally right on the um right on the bay uh which which was only one or two miles from Jones Beach uh-huh. so we can get to the beach any time yeah yeah many yeah, times yeah yeah before the before the crowds hopefully <laughs>
1: Um, depends on what day of the week you went. Even
0: a beach could be very claustrophobic <laughs> on when the weekend. many people there. Yeah. So we, so, uh, so here I was, I was, uh, at the University of Buffalo, right? Landlocked. Almost. If you consider it, the Erie Canal <laughs> coast. <laughs> so, um, so, and, and I, and I, I felt like, you know, I want to swim with dolphins. Mm. Who, who doesn't? Wow. You'd have to be out of your mind yeah. to be 18, 19 years old and yeah. not want to swim with dolphins. Totally. Or get to, you know, to uh, you know get to, to know a little bit more about it. But I remember being, you know, uh, stuck, stuck in a in a uh, in a place where where there was no sort of outlet for it. How where where do I go? What do I do? And and um, and my girlfriend at the time said to me, let's go to the aquarium. Let's go up to Niagara Falls. Buffalo Niagara Falls were close. There's an aquarium up there, and I even I said I don't want to because I'll be envious. Uh, it, there's this thing where I, I, I I'm I'm studying communications. I'm already a, a junior, um, and going to the aquarium is only going to frustrate me. I, you know, I've,
1: I've already wasted my life, right? Right, <laughs> right,
0: right, right at such a young age. <laughs> so she dragged me. And I'm so glad she did because it was this small aquarium. It had two bottlenose dolphins in a in in a tank, and uh, we'll get into the the um, the feelings about that mm. um, in a little bit because I'm leading up to that. And um, and so I was, you know, we watched a little bit of a demonstration. It wasn't It wasn't really a show. It was just these these uh, two dolphin trainers. Um, Eric and Dave, I met them, know them well, and they were putting on this demonstration and talking to us about how they do what they do, and that really struck a chord with me because there was, there was, uh, it wasn't so much entertainment, but it was, it felt more like research. It felt more like uh, educational, and um, so as soon as that was over, she pushed me, my girlfriend pushed me to go talk to them. And I, I stopped them in the hallway and I said, I know you, it's so typical, I know you get this all the time, but I want to do what you do. And, um, and they, you know, it was funny, they looked at each other in, in, you know, we gave each other a face saying, yeah, we get that all the time. Um, and they said, well, we have internships. Um, let me ask you something. Are you um, scuba certified? And I was. So they said, great, you know, we can use you and we need somebody to get into the tank in the mornings and scrub the tank, um, and, and do some cleaning and, um, and are you available tomorrow morning? (laughs) And I, I, you know, said, yeah, what time do you need me? Um, well, it was like six thirty in the morning and, and, um, and we have all this, the gear here, just, just come in and you'll be going into the water with the dolphins and you can imagine, you know, the excitement. I, I, I remember I couldn't sleep the entire night. I was so excited, not nervous, but excited. Just was like, you know, really, this in is girlf- going
1: to happen in girlfriend. We trust.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. And I do have a, you know, a, a, a soft spot. In my heart for for this person for you know for you know really you know and you need people in your life mm-hmm. that do those things yeah so uh the next morning I get up and I'm I'm on my way there and and the water is you know so so I get there and then they they they're explaining to me okay look you're gonna go in uh the two dolphins are gonna ignore you they don't know who you are you're brand new to them they're not gonna they're not gonna play with you um but there's a sea lion in there also. And you're probably going to get, you know, you're going to get some attention from the sea lion. Her name was Lucy. And uh, it's, oh, I'm, 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 I'm just, you know, taking it all in and, and uh, excited. Um, and, you know, I didn't know at the time, but the water is freezing cold. Really, really cold. It was probably the middle of winter up in Buffalo, Niagara Falls. And um, obviously, you know, you're in an indoor place, but, but your, your bones are cold and you're nervous. And so there I was, uh, you know, jumping in the water, and the um, and and uh, I, I, just like they said, the dolphins were checking me out, and I'm checking them out. <laughs> my eyes were really wide, <laughs> and um, and so I figured, okay, let's do what I'm supposed to do in case I'm being watched. I got you know I can't pretend. Yeah, you know, I have to pretend that I know what I'm doing. Um, so I you know I started with my with my my duties, my the cleaning. And the sea lion just kept on coming over to me, grabbing my little snorkel. You, you you have you have a you know a regulator and but you're wearing a mask and snorkel and and she just keeps on coming over and tapping my snorkel and swimming away and 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 the visual is incredible because because you go to look at her and she's just off. and so so she's playing
1: kind of shy and
0: coy she, she's playing with me yeah. she's absolutely playing with me she, they there's a certain sense of uh, uh uh probably this is her territory I'm in her place I'm in her space and some she, cute
1: can, cute guy in her space yeah she's gonna mess with me yes <laughs> yes
0: right 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 and um, and so that was the start of of a long a couple of years of a, of a great relationship I had with this aquarium i i you know it was a two year internship i was became part of their 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 um their space their world and and i did get to know the dolphins better and they got to know me a lot better and there was a lot more interaction um but they're sort of um you know they're bored and they're they're not looking to me to to make their lives any better um that that comes during during training time and feeding and and um, and learning new things. So, what we so what we have is uh, uh, fast forward uh, till basically I'm I'm about to graduate, and I'm a senior and, and they, they they pull another dolphin. Here's where the story gets a little, you know, a little um, um, not sad, but but um, the reality sets in. They pull a dolphin from the wild. They're gonna have now three dolphins in this tank, and they pull a dolphin from the wild and bring her into this into this aquarium, and they've they're doing this for a number of reasons. Um, and I was naive at the time, and I went with it. And and this new dolphin, I never forget her name was Echo. She was young, and she was an incredible personality. She would, all she wants to do is interact and play. And, and, and even with, with me, not just the trainers, but myself, where I'd be, I'd be in the water and she just wants to, you know, she's carrying a football in her pec fin and she's handing it to me. and She wants me to hand it off to her and all this, this incredible interaction. And, um, and fast forward a little bit and, and, and they figured out that this dolphin was pregnant. They pulled a pregnant dolphin from the wild and put her in captivity. And did
1: they know that she was pregnant when they, they did it? They didn't
0: know. And this is going back um nineteen eighty nine. And there was a lot less awareness at the time, and there was a, and there wasn't the controversy that we have now about keeping animals in captivity, marine mammals in particular, you know there, you know, there's a lot of you know, a lot going on with SeaWorld. Um and I think they you know, SeaWorld being scapegoated in that. There's so many other small aquariums that do far worse than Sea World. So, so she she's pregnant now. They realize she's pregnant, and they realize, well, we've been training her to do all these you know incredible things, and we've got to take it easy on her now. But they looked at this as an opportunity to watch a, a dolphin give birth in captivity, and it just something didn't feel right with me. But I was going with it. I was young, and then she had this. Incredible little calf. It was around the clock monitoring, and she has this little little baby dolphin. This little calf. It's it's uh, you know maybe um, uh, two feet long, and 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 the cutest thing you've ever seen. Right? Just little features. Um. And and there they're, the newspapers are there, and the and the 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 people are gathered around, and everybody wants to be a part of this. And the um, and they and they watch this incredible what's supposed to be a natural um, you know occurrence, but they're you know they're under a microscope. So um, I'm sorry, I'm getting long-winded with no, the this story. No, this is this is a great story. So so um, we're just about there, and, and where where now this this calf is is being um, obviously weaned by its own mother, and some of the incredible things that I, I witnessed were. Well, the uh, a, a baby dolphin has to keep swimming, right? And the and the the mother will will show her to the surface, show the, the calf to the surface, and 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 have the calf breathe a lot more because the calf needs to breathe a lot more. Um, and and so the and so without swimming, a dolphin has a hard time, or a baby does to you know get up to the surface and 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 use their blowhole. So uh, so what happens though? Uh, that the mom has to stop to, to sort of feed, to eat. Um, you know, they, they eat up on the stage. They, they You know, they get fed smelt and, and um, herring, and it's thrown to them. And one of the incredible things was uh, that the other dolphin, they were all female, and the other dolphin, this one other dolphin named Splash, would surrogate the, the calf, so that when Echo stops to to, to be trained, and also wanted to stop and and have a break, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about a, a tank where all they're doing is swimming around and around. Oh, and how big is this tank? Oh, it's hard to, I don't want to, uh, um, it is, I'm going to say... Roughly. Oh, boy, uh, so...
1: Just to give a, a, f- okay. a, a feel for it.
0: About the size of a house. Okay. All right? In, in depth and That's width. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, um, and not a very big house. Okay. (laughs) Standard house. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Not a house in the Hamptons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, so, so that was an incredible thing that Splash would sort of nudge the calf. Hey, come with me, come with me. I'll take you around. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. Not so beautiful was that Echo, the mother, decides after a few weeks of this that she doesn't want this calf and she doesn't want this calf in captivity and she you know knowing the difference between life in the wild and life in captivity and we were all especially myself we were fooled to think that 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 echo was so happy there because echo was so playful and so interactive and wanted to learn things and wanted to be with people and um and but 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 having this calf made her realize that this is not what I want. I don't want this baby being brought up in this tank, being raised in this tank. So she stopped eating. Now, a, a, a calf, a, a baby dolphin will nurse for a long, long time. I think it's a year, a year and a half of strictly nursing. So Echo, they're smart animals, as we know. She realized, I don't eat, I don't produce and she refused food and slowly but surely the calf got weaker and weaker the baby got weaker and could not swim up to the surface and started to show signs of weakness and the trainers had to get in the water and push her up and 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 they they tried to coax the other dolphins to to you know keep the you know keep the the calf swimming and basically the the it, it ended where the calf died <coughs> excuse me and and that just struck a chord with many people how do you pull a dolphin from the wild take them from their family from their pod from their natural existence put them in a tank put them in a, an aquarium and poke and prod and 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 do research on them and and the end result and and without echo having this baby and and, and this learned moment everything probably would have been hunky dory but but myself and others started to think about this and and about how and why all this occurred and and this i feel like this was the the beginning of of peop- uh, of the realization that we don't need Captivity animals in captivity, to what we were doing, and so, so I I my my dreams were crushed. I I felt like this is not for me. I was putting out applications all over the country to go work at Sea World or or a sea aquarium somewhere, um, and um, and 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 build my career. And here I was uh, with a with a new a new lease on life, saying this is not for me. I cannot condone what's going on. Um and I started to read books about um the original trainer for Flipper, how he became a huge advocate. And um and then we then I had to figure out what else to do with my, you know, with with, with my love for animals. And and I I soon realized uh that okay, I can make a career working with animals. I could even uh um bring it back home and realize that uh training dogs and working with dogs can be very satisfying and there's a lot to learn and there's a lot for me to to do in that capacity and that's pretty much how I got involved with dogs um it's a it's a it, you know went from you know from the water to the land and um and and that's pretty much where, you know, I, I've got other... There's other things that I've I've done along the way, but there's where... There's the reason why dogs became um, my focus.
1: So I... Yeah. As you were telling me that story, I could just... All that same stuff's coming up in me that... Right. You can just see the dis, impending disaster occurring. I remember going to the Bronx Zoo, because I grew up in, in New York City, and just... I loved animals, and I loved getting to see them, but it broke my heart to see them in cage in captivity because you could see they were they were lethargic and half dead already
0: right 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 and there was there was and I realized through all this there was this movement happening people were starting to re, they, they they realized zoos and aquariums there was a movement to I don't want to say boycott, but to think twice about what you're, what you're going to see, what you're paying for, what you're supporting. Exactly.
1: Supporting. Right. Yeah. And
0: it stays with you. Yeah. It stays with you. You, you, you know, for, for a lot of people, not, not all. I, I know many, many moms and dads, you know, love to see their children's faces. And, and when they go to a zoo and, a, and there are some good ones in there, are uh, there, are, there are zoos that that really try hard, but for the most part, they are there to make money. Um, I feel like the majority of the research that we've that we needed uh, needed for ourselves uh, at the expense of, of these incredible animals. Most of it's been already documented we don't need the we don't need the cages anymore we don't need the captivity except for entertainment and 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 a kind of captive
1: um example or experience of education where where parents can bring their children into a a close safe convenient environment that's Close, safe, and convenient for them, but completely disregards the the welfare of the animals. That's a
0: great point because there's a fine line between the education and the entertainment and the exploitation. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right, right. And we, um, and uh, yeah, I, I do feel like back uh, during this time that there was so much going on, um, and there was so many, uh, there was so many more people speaking out, and um, zoos. And aquariums were on guard, and they were uh, feeling it and and witnessing uh, a different a different attitude, and um, and so uh, we've come a long way. We've come a long way since then, and and uh, and there's still a lot of there's still a lot of work to be done, and 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 the the, the sad part is that as Americans we. We do so much for you know for let's you know for this let's say and, and, and then you, you, you read about other countries who are 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 way behind and they're still and they're still exploiting the animals and and, um, and there are some really really sad situations out there. Um, but we're starting. Uh, we're we're actually you know speaking of education, we're educating ourselves between right and wrong. Um, um, between, you know, uh, um, style and substance. What can we do for the animals um, if, if animals do have to be in captivity or there's, there's no other way? And, and, and now, uh, now SeaWorld is, is uh, putting out there to the public that they're not going to be breeding the whales in captivity, and they're going to be weeding out the the entertainment show part of of their business, um, and and so we we are we are we're getting there we're getting there we just have to keep on fighting.
1: Welcome, you're on the air.
2: Thanks. Um, I'm wondering if your your guest could talk about animals in pet stores, and also um, probably my more interesting question is. What he's learned about um dogs being sentient beings, I think a lot of Americans have sort of looked at animals or oh, that's an animal and I suspect his work with dogs has given him a different perspective and I'm just interested in what that might be.
1: Mm, thank you. Two wonderful, wonderful questions. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thanks. Um um you 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 definitely um uh, brought this uh, by bringing this up we we can talk for um, for a long long time regarding um, regarding breeding um, hobby breeding um, we used to call it backyard breeding um, puppy mills um, pet stores selling selling um, lying and and and, and um, you know, uh, creating this myth that that um, these these breeds are are um, coming from in, um, the best breeders in the world, and um, there's so much to that. Um, pet stores should not be selling pets. There's there it, it, there's so many uh, other things. The, the reason why pet stores obviously sell pets is for profit. Uh, but it gets people into the stores. It's a the, look at the puppy in the window, and it it works. the um, the, the 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 problem is that they're they're playing on people's uh, emotions. Um, you see a puppy, you see a, a a few puppies, and they're they're playing with each other. It's irresistible. You can't you cannot take your eyes off of them, and you can't. And then you start picturing. Uh, how wonderful your 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 life would be with a puppy, um, and the, not, that's that's far from the truth. By the way, puppies are a lot of work. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people can attest to that.
1: And not everybody is ready or equipped to take on that responsibility for the for the well well being of the pet.
0: Oh, I've spent a long, long time um, talking to people about timing. Um, and doing their research and figuring out which is the right dog for them, whether it's a breed, a pure breed, um, you, the energy level, the lifestyle. Um, how, you, so many times I've gone to a, a home to um, work with a family, and they have got such uh, they, they, it's such an uphill battle uh, because they, they picked the wrong dog for them and it is um and it's it 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 affects everyone's relationship with the dog um the the there's some really incredible breeds out there that uh let's just for example uh working breeds breeds of dogs that if they're not working if they're not stimulated mentally and physically all day every day they are not happy and and they're you
1: mean she- if they don't have sheep to herd or-
0: exactly if they don't have sheep to herd they they're going to have children to herd they're going to be running roughshod uh, all over the house because they're bored they're 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 they're, they're supposed to be uh, working and and it's it's just an example of of um decisions that we make um uh, based on emotions based on on uh, a lot of times, it's, uh, oh, we had one of the, we had the, we had Australian Shepherds my whole life. Or it's cute. Right. Oh, I can't, my, my I how couldn't can I say, say no, no
1: exa- <laughs> to my child. Right. <laughs> right exactly.
0: Right. Right. And what a disaster. <laughs> yeah. What a disaster. And especially when the family situation is already a disaster. <laughs> right. They usually are if the child <laughs> has that much power. That's right. That's right. That's right. They, they, they want to know from me why, why their dog is so hyperactive and destructive and i come into the home and the children are yelling at the parents the parents are yelling at each other everyone's yelling at the dog and i said well yeah it's um your, your puppy is mirror, mirroring everything around them and 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 feeding off of this energy and so we've got some work to do so
1: i have to get into you go into people's homes and you observe, what do you do? Right. Right. It sounds like you're kind of like a, a, a pet psychologist, pet family mediator psychologist in a way.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, the, what I do and what I want to do for, um, for my, my radio show is um, I want to get inside the dog's head. I want to teach you to get inside your dog's head because we put a dog in a in a in a house we put a dog in an, in a in an environment that's not natural to dogs even though we've been doing it for thousands of years we're we're domesticating an animal and and in that world the dog has to learn human rules and hu- and, and and human behavior but that doesn't come natural to them so so What's going on with a with a dog is they're they're doing what they do and they're doing what feels good. Whatever feels good to a dog, that's what they're going to keep doing. We can say no to them over and over and over again, and we can get loud and we can get angry. But if it feels good to the animal, the animal will keep doing it. They haven't made up their mind yet, and I'll go into all of this. But
1: and you'll and you'll go into the dynamics of of proper training yes. that respects, that honors that instinct of the dog to do what's natural and right
0: Great point for them That's exactly in
1: right. relation to what fits within the dog owner's life. Right. Welcome, you're on the air.
2: Hi, I'm Patty and I'm from Hyde Park. Hi, Patty. Hi, I have a little story to tell you. Um, I was out Feeding my birds, and this little animal kind of hopped up around me, and I thought it was kind of a maybe a, a mangled squirrel, and then I realized it was hopping on its hind feet in the snow, and hopping kind of like a kangaroo. And um, then I realized um, first I thought it, we thought it was a marmot, then we looked it up, and I had seen its tracks earlier in the winter, and um, and now we know it's a chinchilla. Wow. And um, so somebody must have dropped it off, and and so it's been living in the in the in the bank beyond our house. So it's been living here all winter. So it lived through the twenty six below temperatures. And so it comes out. It's it's um comes out at night and eats. We've seen its tracks. It goes to the apple trees and eats the apples and seeds and things. So, um you know it's been surviving here all winter.
0: Do you have any other pets?
2: no no so it's you know its biggest danger is its predators so it's getting things to eat and um so uh, um somebody told me well you better catch it it's an exotic animal and you know you've got to catch it and it and it eats rabbit pellets so you need to feed it rabbit pellets you know and uh, and it's, and so i just wanted to bring up that you know there's there's a disconnect you know people looking at chinchillas and snakes and birds and things that people put in their houses and keep and looking at them as exotic versus wild. And the, and a the chinchilla to me anyway, is not an exotic animal. It's a wild animal. And um, this chinchilla is happy as a lark. You know, It doesn't want to be locked up in somebody's air-conditioned house and, you know, it, it wants it's wild. It lives in the Andes at 15,000 feet. Well. And so it's... <laughs> You know, it's dug itself in a bank, and it, I'm sure it dusts back there just like it does in the Andes, and and um, it's finding things to eat. And I'm not going to catch it and feed it rabbit pellets. Right. that's
0: right. no, it's you a know? great, great story, um, and and you can obviously do research on chinchillas and and uh, maybe provide for it. Um, you know, uh, not so much um, food that you would buy for a rabbit. Um, seeing that it's it's surviving and, and probably thriving um, right in your backyard. Um, but it also um, you know may may need, um, you know, um, anything that you can provide. Um, but you you yeah, there's these great stories of, of um wild animals, and you you raise a great point. Um, we w- humans are bad. We're, we make bad decisions, um, and uh, I guess it's our, it's it's
1: we can't even take care of our own lives. Right? I mean, we're destroying right. the world. We're destroying our own our own lives. Right? Let alone the animals that we're that we quote unquote supposed to be stewards of.
2: Yeah. It, God it, help
1: it, everything.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. It is so
2: cute. It is oh, so I'm cute. sure. I can't imagine. I I couldn't. Imagine it locked up in a house, hopping around furniture, and right, rabbit rabid. Right.
0: Well, you could—I mean, you could do—you um, could have the best of both there, where you're interacting with this animal, um, and you know, uh, you know, stopping at the point of bringing it into your house, um, and and possibly getting you know, um, uh, creating a relationship. You know, a, a non-anthropomorphic relationship, where where you know your place, and in, and this this animal should be um, you know uh, surviving on its own. Um, it's it's really it's a it's a treat, I think. Um, unfortunately, we don't know the backstory, and we don't know where it came from, and and um, yeah. and and who's Mother or father thought it would be cute for their child, you know,
1: and who knows right. what it'll do in the summer? It, it might right. decide to move on or it might become kind of attached to you right. yeah, right, yeah. right.
0: you see we see a lot of times the uh, 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 a wild animal will will create a relationship with a family dog or a family cat or a person or yeah especially yeah person. there's a there's a great story about a client of mine. Had uh, two Rhodesian Ridgebacks, large, large dogs, beautiful, uh, majestic dogs. Um, they're not the brightest dogs, right? They, they. Um, so this, this, one, one of them, one of which was very, um, very outgoing, and one was shy. And the and this um, this deer would, would come around. And you know um, over time realized that that these dogs were, well, they, they looked like me a little bit, right? And so there was some curiosity there. And then, you know, slowly but surely, there, there was there was confidence or um, uh, exp- the, 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 the deer was experienced enough to to get closer and closer. And one day, the dog owner witnessed, her, her male Ridgeback slowly walking up to the deer and she watched the deer and the dog kiss. Aww. They kissed, they touched each other's noses. Okay, now it's being a little anthropomorphic my, myself. Right. There's a, you know, they, but they were basically smelling each other and wanted to get as close as they can um, and she watched them touch, touch and then move on. And, um, and, and I knew this dog very well because I, I owned a, a dog daycare. It was um, a, a dog kennel. We, we boarded for daytime, overnights, um, and this dog would come to me all the time. And, and I had a special relationship with this dog as well. This dog would, you know, the kind of dog would just stand and lean. Leaning for a dog is a very personal thing. It's we could call it hugging um, because, you know, just just to put it out there, dogs do not like human types of hugs. You don't want a child to see a dog uh, that they don't know and wrap their arms around the dog. Uh, A dog looks at a a, as a limb uh, on them as a a threat, as a, a, a sign of dominance. You'll see if there's, you know, I've witnessed many, many dog fights um, that natural dog fights where where it's going to happen. If a dog puts their their limb on that other dog, you're going to get a, you're going to get something. So so that's a, you know, just a, you know, uh, there's, there's my tip of the day. Uh, don't you can hug your own dog and you can teach your dog to hug you the way we hug. But stranger, strange dogs and 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 children or or even adults, um, think twice about you know wrapping your arms around them, um, and 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 you'll 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 notice what I'm talking about. And probably- I'll
2: make sure I don't hug the chinchilla. Thank <laughs> you for taking my call. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks very much. for calling. Great story. All Thank right, you.
1: Bye. Yeah, and probably better not to get into the habit of wrapping your arms around your own dog because.
0: I feel the same Potential way. Potential
1: trouble in the future, when, right?
0: Yeah. I feel the same way. What I what I do is I teach, um, I teach dog owners to uh, to get out of the family member mindset. Okay, your dog is a dog, and if you want a happy dog, if you want a well behaved dog, we've got to give them the th- give them the things that dogs love to do. Dogs love to do. Things that that come natural to them. They yes, they love being spoiled. They love getting on the couch with you. They love lying, putting their head on your lap and and sleeping in the bed and 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 licking your face. And these are all things that dogs do to to calm themselves down to make their world uh, a better place. But a dog is a, is a is a natural being, and and we've got to treat them like dogs. We've got to. Give them all this, these outlets and this the the stimulation that a dog would would naturally get in the wild, so that they can be themselves. And if they're not able to do those things, then we run into problems. We 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 get things like uh, destructive chewing, hyperactivity, barking, pooping. Uh, Dog dogs going to the bathroom is is not. Always because they need to go to the bathroom. It makes them feel better. It calms them down. And I can teach, uh, I hope to teach everybody all about um, what dogs do to make themselves feel better. What dogs do to relieve stress. What they do to, um, to you know, uh, to simplify uh, the complicated world that we put them in. As humans, we're able to get up in the morning and we have 10 things on our minds. Probably more. Probably a hundred things. What am I going to wear? I'm late for work. How am I going to get there? It's snowing. The kids got to get to school.
1: We're wrapped up. And especially if you live in the middle of the city.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I spent a... I I have a story. Great, great. Because I did 20 20 years in New York City as an urban dog trainer. Mm -hmm. And it really, it it taught me a lot. Because I I studied to be a, a dog trainer and I... And I learned as I went and I watched others and I witnessed and, and you really do. You, you, need to, you need to specify your lifestyle and there you can, we can create the, the relationship that we're looking for in our pets.
1: And walking dogs, giving dogs the opportunity to walk every day and stretch their legs and, and just do that. That right. gallivanting, that, that, that's probably the most essential thing for them. And when you live in a city and you walk them on a leash, right. on concrete,
0: ah, it's, Right, right. Oh. Now, 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 now <laughs> um, there, are, there are many, many happy dogs that live in the city and... And, and there, there are parts. There, and there, there are reasons for it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll, I'll give you a couple. Um, walking. Uh, like you mentioned, is can it can be in in a in an urban environment or a suburban environment? So the suburbs were worse because people would just open up their back door. They'd have a fenced-in yard, and they put their dog in the backyard. And there's nothing for that dog to do. Those smells are too familiar. There's nothing to see. There's nobody to interact with. with. And, and it, the dogs become worse than, than let's say in a, in a crowded city where you have to take your dog out for a walk. Now, um, dogs think with their mouth and their nose. That's how they do the, uh, the majority of their thinking. So when you do take your dog for a long walk, there are all these different smells and there are all these different um, characteristics of, of those smells.
1: Now I have to, I have to butt in ahead, quickly. You just, just, you, you categorize that as thinking. I think of that's how they, that, that's their primary um, interface with the world around them in terms of perception. And you're, you're saying
0: thinking. Right. I do. I do use that. I, I, I do describe it as thinking because it's interesting. A dog's sense of smell is something like 400 times greater than ours. Don't know, I'll, I'll get the exact, you know, number. And but their taste buds, their actual taste buds uh, um, are less than ours. So, in other words, all that, all that, all those smells get them stimulated, stimulated, stimulated. And then you notice they just swallow it right down. Right, they, they'll eat pretty much anything. Anything. They, just, <laughs> they don't savor it. It just goes right down because in the act of eating, they're not getting what they're getting through their sense of smell. And the receptors in their nose, obviously, the longer the nose, the, the more are there. So in their
1: case, it's their nose that's bigger than their their right, mouth not or their, their belly.
0: Yeah, not their eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, the, so these smells are hugely important, um, and 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 especially when there are a lot of other dogs leaving their scents. Right. They they pick up all this. And, and you see them walking with pride and they're happy and um, and so so in, in an urban environment we, we walk our dogs um, and but what dogs have in, in, a, in a crowded environment are other dogs and dogs for the most part need other dogs they are pack animals we substitute as their pack sometimes but really what they need are, other dogs and so just by smelling and seeing um it's tricky because a lot of dogs on leash become aggressive even though they're they're the sweetest softest you know dogs um they they just can't express themselves when they're on the leash so it's it's it becomes a difficult situation to to you know have a tight leash and and we can go into leashes and 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 what that does for a dog um the uh but but if you can avoid the 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 tense the the intensity of of a tight leash dogs do get off on other dogs and they smell um and and they get to um and they get to explore um and dogs will adapt to their environment most of them um where so we put a we you know a, we could put a great dane in a small apartment now great dane sleeps a lot Right. They're not they're not the they're not a um, the, you know, they're they're not a, a, a running hound. Uh, so so they'll they'll end up adapting into an environment, into a, an apartment and they'll they'll go to sleep. And um, and, and, and they, and they, they actually uh, apartments become a place. You, you see, a dog loves um, loves a den, a cave. Right. Which is why we can create a dog. And a dog would be very satisfied in a covered crate.
1: Which is something I have never understood. Ah, right, we'll go to that. I, Great. I, I just cringe right. at the whole concept of crates, and yet crates are so prevalent. And I see hot, very intelligent, caring people using crates for some certain types of dogs. And I've never understood that, but my, my experience is very limited.
0: Well, think about, um, and again, I'm not equating dogs to humans, but... If you're having a bad day and um, you just want to be alone, mm. you just want to go to your room. So it's
1: like a safe. It's going to your a room, safe
0: space. And 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 I'm glad you brought up safe because that's exactly what it is. Uh, uh, a dog in a in a in a pack will put the pack in the in a in a den, mm. and danger can only come out of one place. Mm. And you'll you'll notice dogs will spin. Or well, they'll 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 uh, turn 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 before they lie down, mm. and the natural reason for that is they're trying to gauge the smells that are coming in the wind direction. Now we, they don't always have wind and smells, but it's a natural behavior. Mm-hmm. So the so the same thing comes uh, is true for a, a, a cave or a den where they only need to watch one place. So their puppies could be sleeping. And the mom or the dad are watching the front of the, the, the cave. They only expect danger from one place. And a crate, the proper crate, a covered crate, acts as the same kind of safety zone where they feel very safe. Dogs will lie under tables. They'll lie under your legs. They they want the coverage because it's it, it, it relates back to their natural behavior.
1: Now, we're talking about a crate that has an open doorway that they can freely come and go. Because Except I, when you close it. <laughs> ex- right, but that's... So Okay. talk about the dynamic of keeping that door closed. Okay.
0: Um, if you can get to the point where your, your crate stays open, that's perfect. And you want to keep that crate in the house, even though your dog is outgrown, not out, out physically outgrown the crate, but you don't need it for housebreaking anymore. You don't need it for destructive chewing anymore, but if you keep a crate and you keep it open and you cover it, and it's solid on three sides, of especially the top, you'll see your dog utilizing it. And and the reason why we close the crate door is everything from uh, the the age of the dog. Basically, here's here's my philosophy, and um, and it's hard to argue with this. I <laughs> think you uh, when you're when you're weaning and training a puppy or a dog, you need to create an environment where you're leaving no possibility for the dog to do something wrong. Now, wrong in your world, mm. it feels right to the dog, mm. right? And because dogs are so habitual, and we talked we 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 brief, briefly talked about it earlier, that they will do the things that feel good to them okay and if we continue to give the dogs the opportunity to do wrong they always will do what's wrong why well we'll talk about, let's let's just go to the to a puppy okay? okay a puppy will tear up your shoes chew on the on the the, the wood But it's not
1: just because it's wrong
0: oh it's not wrong to them it's just wrong to us. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is feels good to them. This is okay. right to them. Okay. This is what they're supposed they like to, to be chew. doing. Exactly. And chewing,
1: unfortunately, to us is destructive. Generally.
0: Right. Other and, than and food. And I don't want it to. I don't want it to come across as this is this is um, uh, that they're that they're that they're dumb or that they're 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 doing wrong. In, in our world, we just can't have that happen.
1: And and dogs. One of the things that makes them feel good is actually to do things that please us. And if we subject them to a wide range of ways that they can do things that make us unhappy with them, we're actually setting them up for, for... A, a negative That's psychological exactly, and emotional di- exactly relationship with us.
0: Right, exactly. Okay. And, and, the, and if we can avoid them doing something that angers us, mm-hmm. that gets us upset. And confuses them. And confuses them because, here it is, we become the bad guy to them. Mm-hmm. And they need us. Dogs will spend every waking second with you creating a bond of trust
1: so this is the this is do you do you know about the big brain question that it's in in neuroscience it pertains to children that children need they they're always reaching out and testing right. their parents to see whether they will answer the big brain question which the only right answer is yes that no matter what the child does the parent always responds with yes. Interesting.: So right. what you're, what you're alluding to now is that is this relationship where our responsibility as r- truly caring and enlightened pet or dog owners is to understand that we need to be able to answer their big brain question. Back to them as a yes.
0: That's brilliant. Not as a no. That's right. That's exactly right. You never, get this people, you never say no to your dog.
1: And you never get angry at them for something right. that they have no right. way of knowing was wrong to begin right.
0: with. Now, I've, there's people out there, I, what do you mean you can't say no to your dog? I say no to my dog all day long. <laughs> <laughs> and I, let, let me explain. Let me, uh, so what do explain. you do? Right, and right.
1: Explain and then talk about what you do. Instead of
0: exactly so so well for for a couple of reasons, if we can eliminate the word no, we have created a, a better relationship, a relationship that actually works between our dog and ourselves. And 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 the the main reason we don't say the word no is because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The behavior will always continue, and you can say it until you're blue in the face, and you can say it loud. It just won't work because. You're trying to make up the mind for the dog. And you need for the dog to make up their own mind. Let me give you an example. There's a, there's a hole. And in that hole, you've told your dog not to go in that hole, not to put their nose in that hole, okay? You've said it loud. But the dog goes over to the hole. And in that hole, something warm, fuzzy, tasty is in that hole you have told your dog not to go back over there. You leave the room, where's the dog going? To that hole. No matter how many times you said no because it feels good to them. Now, you take that same hole and the dog sticks their nose in the hole and something bites their nose. Here's here's now a scenario where we tell our dogs, go ahead, go to the, I want you in that hole. Come on, let's go. Get over there. Don't you remember how good it is? And the dog looks at you and says, nope, I'm not going there.
1: And this is after they've been bitten? Or? This
0: is after they've been bitten. Oh, right. this is
1: like this is like the electric fence training thing. Exactly.
0: It's a remote. Now, exactly. It's a remote correction. And I'll explain what a remote correction is. A remote correction is a correction that doesn't come from you. Right. It comes from the act of doing it. And here we now have a dog who won't go back to the hole even though we entice them and tease them and ask them and set them up and don't play fair. Come on, get over there. When that dog says to you, no, I won't do that, we have now got the, the scenario that we want. It, that has to do with everything we do, okay? The dog runs out the front door bolts okay we call it bolting the door opens and bang and now we've got the whole family chasing the dog down the block and and there's a lot of reasons why the dog won't come back to us and we're going to go into all that i've got i've got um a great radio show coming up (laughs) and we're gonna we're gonna talk about all this
1: when is this radio show gonna be
0: it's gonna thursday morning 7 a.m In dog we trust And so, so okay, so we have this example of a dog that's gonna that's bolting out of the front door. We this is life and
1: death. Oh, and by the way, this is W G D R Plainfield, W G D H Hardwick, the Magical Mystery Tour. I'm speaking with Jason Nymark, and again, he has a a new show coming to W G D R Thursday mornings from seven
0: to eight. I've been uh, training dogs for um, about twenty six years, um, and I've I've almost seen it all. Um, <laughs> And and every scenario, every family is different. Every dog is different. They do they do sort of you know have similar personality traits, and and that's that's good too because then we can we can work um, you know the experiences from from other dogs come into play with with uh, you're not the only one with these problems. Um, so uh, where were we? We were talking about uh, corrections, okay? Mm-hmm. So a remote correction,
1: and you talked about. The, you were starting on the example of the dog bolting out the door and running down the street right and, and
0: getting hit by a car
1: or whatever yeah we and to we
0: want it to sound bad because right. we can't have it happen mm-hmm. right it's a it's it can it can be life and death for 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 the dog it can be a lawsuit it can be uh spending two hours in the rain and teaching and what it does is it teaches your dog how not to listen to you because you're out there <laughs> calling 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 and to no avail and, and so we've told our dog, you can't, you can't bolt out the door. Uh, we've said no. We've put our finger in their nose, and, 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 and we, what do you do? What do you do? Well, a remote correction would come into play here. Um, and and what, you're, what you're doing is you're creating a scenario where as soon as that dog hits the threshold, right, because we're going to get to the point, if we're going to train your dog, we're going to get to the point where that, dog, that door is wide open. And your dog is going to look at you and say, when are you coming with me? Because I can't go until you come with me. You, you're, so that's, that's the perfect scenario, right? Where the dog does not leave the house until we give it the command. Well, the, the remote correction comes in where, where something happens as soon as the dog hits the threshold. Something negative happened, but that negativity does not come from you. Mm-hmm. You cannot be choosing for the dog what and what not to do. So we create a, we create a correction, usually motion um, where where you've got a nice long line, right nice long leash, longer than your normal leash and everything's loose and the dog doesn't realize the leash is on them because I'll teach I'll, I'll, I, I teach that dogs really have one or two things on their mind. Only. They don't have the capacity to reason, to think about a lot of things at once. They are simple. And that's what I mean by getting inside the dog's head. Once we do, it becomes so simple for us. And we're able to train and teach and and relate. And and so here we now have a dog that that is going to we know the dog's gonna run out the front door, right? So we're prepared. We're setting this up. We're booby trapping that scenario. And and you 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 know, with with a little bit of uh, of um, timing, um, the dog is on its way out and all of a sudden, bam, gets pulled back and 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 gets this correction, this leash correction. And where did that come from? And we drop the leash and we put our arms in the air and we look confused and we say, what happened? You literally look at your dog and you say, what was that? How'd that happen? And the dog looks at you like, oh, what was that? What was that? And you know what happens? The dog comes back to you for security and comfort because you're there saying, I don't know what happened. Do you know what happened? But you're a good boy. Thank you for coming back to me. And get the dog only hears good, good boy. Never hears no, stop. Close the door. All that is in the past. We teach our dog now, to learn on their own that running out the front door. Now it doesn't happen once and it's all solved. We've gotta, we've gotta train this into the dog. But but the scenario was that every time I ran out the front door, oh, that was fun. Look at these people chasing me in the rain. Couldn't be my life couldn't be any better. And to to the next the, the next time the dog runs out the front door, something negative happens. And who's the bad guy? The door, the open door becomes the bad guy. The, op- the, the act of running out the door becomes the bad guy, not us.
1: And it no longer feels good.
0: And it doesn't feel good to do it anymore. And we work on it over and over again. And then within five, ten minutes or three times doing this scenario, most dogs, we open the door. Your dog lovingly looks at you and says, nope, <laughs> I'm not going out. And now we can create the training, the relationship between us and them so that all that dog hears from us is good. I'm proud of you. That's my boy, right? And, we, and we're gonna talk about you know literally talking to your dog because they pick all this stuff up. And when you act surprised and your hands are in the air and, and you're looking like, I don't know what happened. Your dog thinks you don't know what happened. And your dog thinks, I don't know what happened, but I don't want it to happen again. So how, how do
1: improperly trained human beings overcome their negative training of saying no and hitting dogs and using negative reinforcement Tr- training
0: through other tools i it, it's not easy and and we're habitual too. we you know we form habits very very easily um and we we and we're lazy a lot of times um so it's it's what i what i i try to do is i try to give uh let, if we can eliminate the word no we're, we're we're halfway there we could um we can use other noises right that that aren't so um, repetitive and 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 they don't lose their value, um, you know, like a, uh, uh, or you know, pss, pss, you like, know, hey, right, 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 right. Or, <laughs> I just
1: heard somebody using this example, you know, get rid of no and just go hey. It's like yes, yes, attend grab their attention. Yes, hey,
0: yes, right, exactly. Because not
1: negative. No, always has this negative. It does. It's, it it no does. Is, is it's, deeply ingrained as a negative thing in us and animals pick up on the ne- on the negativity that's right. not the word itself but the negativity right. that's ingrained in the word right. so it, hey it, hey is neutral it's absolutely hey it's attention right. grabbing right
0: it's attention grabbing and we say it in a friendlier way there's mm-hmm. not the association of the word no with anger mm-hmm. and the word no with dominance and do- in, and dominance is 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 tricky but it's a negative dominance it's a it's a um uh, I got to get away from you because you're mad at me, right? And that becomes um, a, a way of of training your dog the wrong way. So dog training is not only what we what we uh, do to train our dogs, but it's what we don't do. It's the things that we have to uh, um, eliminate from our our relationship uh, because we want a dog who will always come to you when called. Always, always, always. There should never be a time where your dog doesn't come to you when called. And if that's the case, your dog has bad habits or fear,
1: fear right.
0: to come back to you. Because mm-hmm. you've been the bad guy. How mm-hmm. is that dog going to decipher? Am I going to get tapped on the nose? Am I going to get am I going to get punished? Am I going to get, you know, put in my crate negatively uh, if I come back to you? You've you you've ruined your your um your recall, we call it to when you call your dog back to you. You've you've um you've created distrust because that dog through nature nature tells your dog without you it can't survive. Nature tells your dog that you are its lifeline. And that's why they need that trust level to be at a hundred percent all the time, it's
1: that yes to the big right. brain question
0: exactly, yeah. exactly. I love that, yeah.
1: Um, we've got about 20 minutes left. I'm wondering because you're going to be covering this stuff during your show, so what do you have any other really great stories that you could share with us? I mean, there's so many different directions we could go in, sure. I just would like to give people a, a okay. broad range of what, yeah, of, of what you what you're so rich with. I mean, this show that you're about to do is going to be a fantastic show just because there's nothing like it out there. And you are so dynamic and passionate about this. And this is just amazing. Great. great. This Thank is, you. This is fabulous.
0: Oh, that's great. I, I really look forward to it. I always wanted to put my experiences into a, uh, into a format, into a, uh, a radio show, uh, specifically because, um, I feel like there's, um, there's a lot to gain, um from um, you know, from everything from dog training to uh, other people's experiences and to really incredible stories. We love stories. I love I love um, the, um uh, the things that that our natural world that we have no control over. For example, I just want to say okay when I was in elementary school, sixth grade
1: I, discovered this somebody gave me a book called it was titled amazing stories amazing animal stories and these examples were like people who moved across country and left their dog behind and the dog Hmm. actually traveled on foot across (laughs) country and found exactly where they were
0: sure things like that that
1: to us are incomprehensible
0: Right, right. Okay, one. It blew my mind. Right, one. There's one recent one. It uh, uh, it made the rounds. I think it was around Hawaii, somewhere uh, uh, on the islands, uh, around the islands, where uh, German Shepherd female was on a fishing boat, like it, like it did every day. I think it was a commercial fisherman or a professional fisherman, and the dog fell overboard, and um. Don't know how or they didn't see the dog fall overboard and, and there was many miles in between or something, something like that. And so the dog naturally swam and swam and swam. And whether or not its internal compass told it which direction to swim, we, you know, it's it's up for a debate. And the dog ended up on a on a small island. And this island was primarily or only used for military exercises, Think bombings or or uh, um, something like that, and uh, missiles, and and so this dog needed to live, needed to live, and for I think three or four weeks, it survived on its own, eating dead fish and rats, um, and not hard for a dog to do, right? Um, if it if it needs to to live, so uh, so for weeks and weeks, this dog, you know, and and the the owners. Um, you know they gave up hope after a few days. It wasn't as if you know they had some coast guard action happen you know they can only deploy so much to to look for this dog and um and it was and it's really the the story really is about the two people, the the two people the dog and the person the owner getting coming back together after after many weeks of of you know um memorializing uh their 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 dog you know and and um you know to to have your dog come back to you um uh you know and, and i think it swam something like 8 miles um here's one that that if if um it's a it, it's a there's a book called The Hidden Life of Dogs and this is a, a you can read this book in one day because you just can't put it down it's a true story about um a Siberian husky in um, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Okay, the heart of Boston, and Huskies. All your Arctic breeds are not easy dogs to to um, uh, to raise because they roam. They love to roam. They just want to go and 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 get lost and not get found. It doesn't matter. They're very they're very close to their to to uh, their 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 instincts, right? We 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 don't use our instincts anymore. We we've we've given you know so many reasons not to use them but they're wild to. nature. They're wild nature. Your yeah. Arctic breeds are, are more wild. And, and so this husky would would take off, get out of the backyard, wasn't not supposed to be in a backyard anyway. And so it would take off and the owners would little by little realize that the dog would roam and then come back, would roam again, and then come back. And, and soon enough, the dog would leave for days, right? I had a dog just like that. You did. Okay. I love that.
1: It was a Samoyed. Same thing. Same thing. It would, right. it would take off for usually roughly around three, three or four days, and Amazing. then it would come back as if nothing happened. <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> and we later found out what, it, what was going on. It was hunting. Okay, and it was it was the local it was the leader of this local dog pack which would right. go out deer that's hunting.
0: Right, that's right. Here in Vermont, yes, great, love it. And 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 of course we don't, you know, we 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 you know the in, in Vermont we could you know you can come. You're you're the game warden, Ken.
1: Well, the game warden was knew our dog very well
0: and did not.
1: Re- well, it it warned us okay repeatedly that. That if it saw our dog chasing a deer again, it would right, shoot it. Right. Shoot it. But we could not, you know, in good conscience, limit the dog at all. I mean, it, this was this right. was its nature. I get that. And yep. And one day the dog didn't come back, and we pretty much knew what what happened.
0: Right. 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 It, it. And it. It. And. But it went on its own terms. It went on its own terms, and and there's something to be said for that. Now. Now you have um, some responsibility there, and and, uh, and and I love this story. This is this I can I can hold off on the on the, the Boston story because oh no no all no. right all right we have so, fifteen
1: minutes so okay. plenty of time
0: so so um, but just to just to bring it into Vermont for a second we uh, dogs will naturally hunt deer in uh, the end of winter spring let's call it mud season because deer are more vulnerable their 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 legs will break in the soft snow and the ice, right? So this
1: And they're also this, weaker. They're weaker.
0: Yeah, right. And yeah. and so dogs, neighborhood dogs will recruit each other and to go on these these hunts. And it's an example of dogs being wild animals. Dogs are dogs. And we do need to give our dogs stimulation hunting stimulation and 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 um and things of that nature so that we could provide for them and they don't have to provide for themselves this urge okay um it doesn't always work there are dogs who really need to go so so um yeah you're you're, and and um and and i've heard stories in Vermont, here, where the the game warden will come to your house and say, "I'm sorry, but I had to shoot your dog," yeah, and and I, I've heard it where the the children are right there listening. It's so it's not easy, um, and and so it, but, but again, an, an example of dogs being dogs and 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 needing things, and and we cannot just put them in four walls and say, "Here's your new life." And this is a,
1: this is this is going back to what you were saying about understanding the right dog for the right family and the and for the right situation to really understand all these the environment right
0: right right okay. the lifestyle yeah life. right yeah. yep absolutely and so so here's this, this husky in Boston who would take off for four days seven days sometimes and the owners were as confident as you is that yep we're gonna get this was a female. I believe it's been a while since I read the book. There were there were, she ended up recruiting another husky somewhere along the way. So the owners of this dog are now going on sabbatical somewhere uh, overseas, and they hire a friend who is a professional pet sitter. And so this pet sitter decided, you know, and 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 they explained that uh that Sheba' going to take off and and roam and roam and Rome. We don't want you to lose your mind over it. It's you know, it, and we understand the consequences if there are when there if there were any. Uh, well, the, the pet sitter says, "I I've got to see this for myself. I'm going to document. I'm going to roam. Also, I'm going to uh, follow this dog to the best that I can and document everything that this dog is doing. And that's what that book is about. An amazing." story about what this dog does and how this dog has learned to navigate the streets of Boston and to go to areas because she didn't just document one time she went many times on this journey and there and so one of the one of the uh, one of the amazing things that this dog did was it learned now, now, um, Boston has incredible intersections, incredible traffic.
1: Right, it's not like New York City, Manhattan. Right,
0: right. exactly. It's yeah. not a grid. Right. It's it's out of control. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Patience. <laughs> yeah. um, so, 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 so uh, this this dog learned. Well, I'm not going to cross at the intersection because when one. When two directions stop, the other two start to go. So it, it taught itself to uh, move up uh, above where the lights are and wait for just the two-way traffic, not have to deal with the four-way. You know, if I have to deal with the four-way, I, you know, as it, people, where it's hard. So the dog learned, I'm going to get killed. Um, and again, I you know it's, I do sound a little anthropomorphic sometimes I give human traits to these dogs sometimes because it's it's easier to explain
1: but he, but intelligence is intelligence
0: that's right and these dogs have intelligence yes. for you, especially when it comes to <laughs> what feels good, what feels right, and survival survival mm-hmm. be yep. the basis of all their intelligence. Yeah. And so the, it navigated these streets. It navigated these intersections. It navigated um, uh, uh, animal control. Yeah. There's a there's a great right. chapter in, in where you know it it would it would almost play with the animal control officer, um, and it and then it and then it had relationships along the way. The dog would go visit friends. Right? And they would speak to each other and and there would be there'd be moaning and howling as they get closer and and where have you been? I haven't seen you? What's been going on? How's everything up in Cambridge? And the dog would go for miles and miles and miles all around Boston to and then and then go into the um and then find itself a little bit of uh, of of a natural setting and and do a little hunting, uh you know, and be free. It needed to be free. It's almost like uh, you know where where you don't you know you uh, you 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 want your you, you want your your son or daughter to be a doctor or a lawyer, and they and they wanna they wanna be an actor, and so you just gotta set them free. <laughs> they just need freedom, and and some dogs need that, but we need to be able to provide that for them without uh, with it not being at the expense of. Other people, Because if a dog gets hit by a car, it's not just you that suffers, but the driver. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an emotional thing.
1: And not all dogs are safe to release into the wild in that way. Huskies, Siberian dogs, don't have an adversarial relationship with human beings. They don't tend to bite people. So they're not a threat to people right. directly. Right. Now, interesting thing, that Samoya that I was telling you about yeah, it, up yeah, here, yeah. we originally were given... Was given to us when we were living in Manhattan. Wow. And then we brought him up here. Now, occasionally when we would drive back to Manhattan, as soon as we opened up the door in the middle of the city, right. this dog would jump out and go running like two or three blocks up, right. just beeline it, crossing the street very safely, and then it would stop, turn around, and look at us. Like, <laughs> are you coming? Or... We're, what are you guys doing right. and then it would see that we were going in a different direction and it would come back and right. we we were never concerned about that because this dog was amazingly
0: smart Ama- and, and, Amazing. and and right and you and you had um this experience with this dog so that you you guys were were communicating even though you were a couple of blocks away
1: and we weren't we weren't panicking
0: right that's huge that's huge we
1: trusted the dog right
0: yeah. This. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, same thing. I had a, a rare breed. Uh, you know how we have these. I don't want to say one dog in your life that really changes your world. Uh, yeah, there's this this innate love for a certain dog that that either you grew up with or you had uh, in your twenties or 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 when you had when you had children. Just certain dogs really connect with you and. And and there and and the opposite is true. There are many people who who own dogs that there is no connection and just obligation. Uh, I I try to help that along as well. I try to create a better relationship between uh, people and their dogs. Um, so this this rare breed. It was an Italian Spinoni. Maybe there were a thousand of them in the country at the time. Uh, the perfect dog for me. Uh, they call him the a gentleman dog. It had a beard and a mustache and a and an old soul, right? And so this dog, we were—I was uh, starting my my dog training career in New York City, and this was my dog. And um, and he is a very sensitive breed. So so the sounds and the noises of the of the city weren't so great for him. It took him a long time to you know to figure out all these things and. And I promised him we're gonna leave the city, and every time we do, the dog just comes to life. Right? Is, and it, and it and it made me want to you know figure something out. You know how do we how do we leave the city and, and where do we go? And um, and strangely enough, we did. We not strangely enough, we did. But when we when we moved out of the city, every time we come back. Oh, he got so stimulated. he was just loving coming back to the city. He got to lift his leg on every garbage bag again and smell those things and and still the the gates would close and it'd scare him, but it just was a it was a it was a breath of fresh air almost uh, <laughs> ironically that that what he knew was was familiar to him and 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 I get to go see other dogs and central park is up there and let's go let's go let's go the same dog i would rollerblade with like a, like i was a water skier i'd put a harness on him and in early mornings the, the uh, it was such a great feature of uh, living in the city central park uh, before 9am you could have your dog off leash and, the, and it really became a park for the dogs people would would in groups would have their dogs off leash playing 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 and I would roll a blade with my dog to all these different groups and and on the way to the park he would pull me as and I where it was I, I couldn't slow down um, and thank goodness <laughs> I was a good skater uh, and and I'm weaving and I had this this uh, almost like a tow rope uh, a, a water skiing uh uh, line and and it was bungee. It was a bungee. So I was able to whip back and forth and 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 he would get so much out of this When we're heading home, he's lagging behind. He can't make it anymore. He just could get so so stimulated get so much exercise The whole rest of the day was complete and that's what you need to do You need to stimulate your dog so that your dog is satisfied And we have a very busy agenda. We don't always have time for this. And so what I do is I go in and I teach these tricks what to do to stimulate your dog so that you can live your life, your dog can be happy, and your relationship is satisfactory.
1: Welcome. You're on the air.
2: I just want
0: to say, great show. Let's do it again. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a great show. You're fabulous on the air. And I you're a, doing this you're a long an time incredible ago. <laughs> guest, too. <laughs>
0: thank you, thank you, Tonio.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, wonderful doing this in tandem. I agree. I wonder what it'll be like. I know that you're going to get flooded with calls. Yeah, everybody has issues around right. dogs and how to take care of them, and and I think a lot of it boils down to. Unlearning all the wrong things we've learned.
0: Uh, exactly. And, uh, I, I want to say thank you for having me. Oh, um, th- yeah. You're
1: welcome and thank you so much. We'll
0: have we'll have guests in. We'll you know we'll do this. We'll 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 be able to uh, uh, bring in you know some vets and uh, you know and um, may, maybe the animal control people, uh, people with great stories. Hopefully we can you know get a couple of dogs in the studio <laughs> and and analyze them. I I do need to say there's no magic wand for for your troubles, you know, for issues. There are many, many years of experience that we can go on where uh, we know what works and what doesn't work. And I look forward to helping people. I look forward to uh, this radio show. It's in Dog We Trust, Thursday morning, 7 o'clock a.m.
1: Thank you so much again. this, This is fabulous. I had no idea how wonderful a show this would have ended up being. I just love when... When things like this happen, it's so magical. So, again, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: And good luck with your show, and everybody, remember, Thursday mornings, 7 to 8. Maybe not this next Thursday morning, but after that, hopefully. This has been the Magical Mystery Tour on WGDR Plainfield, WGDH Hardwick. Thank you all for listening, and until next time... Have a great week. If dogs
2: run free, why not we? Across the swooping plain. My ears hear
0: a symphony. Two mules, trains, rain. The best is always yet to come. That's what they explained to me do your thing you'll be king if dogs run free if dogs run free me across the swamp of time my mind weaves a symphony and tapestry